Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. A young girl was alone in her house in prayerful contemplation, there preparing herself for whatever the Lord might require of her. She had been fostering this spiritual state of preparedness and indifference from the time she was a young child. She was not focused on herself. She was ready to obey even though she didn't know what that would mean. That was what I mean by her indifference. She was in a perfect state of readiness. It didn't matter what the Lord would require of her. Her only concern was to give herself to him without hesitation. It wasn't as even if it was an obedience, really. There was no command, no law. Her whole life was just found in God, in abandonment to his loving will. There was a simple, unqualified trust that he was the fullness of her life and her complete and utter joy. Before God ever spoke his first creative word and formed anything outside of himself, he was determined to become man. He knew he would divest himself of his glory. He knew that he would condescend in humility, that he would go outside of himself and that he would embrace our creaturely limitations. He would subject himself to our condition. He knew this before he made us. God made you to be his delight and that you might delight in him. That's the reason why everything exists. For this to become a reality though, it was inevitable that God would have to condescend, that he would have to come down to where we are. We can certainly be assured that he was not caught off guard, that he was not surprised by this problem of our dissimilarity. Well, for him to accomplish this plan, he was going to need a mother. And so when he created Adam in the image of the Christ who was yet to come, he made the woman in the image of the young girl who would become his mother. And he prepared all of this from the beginning. This woman would be his mother. And she would also be an image of his bride, the church. Just like when his son, the eternal word, prayed, thy will be done, and reverse Adam's rebellion, Mary's yes to God, which we heard in the gospel tonight, would also counter the first woman's no. She would be the prototype of trust and obedience, of self-giving love, it would be a, she would be a mirror for all of us as the body of Christ. The ark of God is not some wooden box overlaid with gold, which we know was not permitted to be touched by human hands. The ark of God was the pure and spotless, untouched virgin. She is the true ark of God. After all this time, so many years of this plan of God from the very beginning, Having been hidden, the time has come on this night, this day, that God speaks to the angel Gabriel 
The same angel who stands there before his throne in God's presence. And God sends the angel Gabriel to this young girl that he had prepared. While she is there in her house on some little indescript street in some insignificant town called Nazareth among what amounts to a negligible people on the world stage. And the angel delivers the most important announcement ever made. And his opening line is rejoice. The first thing he says, now sometimes it's translated as you heard tonight as hail, but the word is rejoice, and it comes from the root word for grace, charis. Rejoice, be glad, delight in the favorable grace of God. Be filled with joy. It's the first word spoken to the young girl by the angel. And it's really the meaning of everything. Everything finds its meaning in that first word. Not death, not pain or suffering, not hopeless despair, not wandering through this dark world without meaning, but joy. That's the meaning of everything. The angel came to announce that the time of sadness is over. That everything will be revealed. The time of joy, the time of grace. And it's really as simple as that. There's no other reason for anything in existence other than pure delight and joy. So many people today are wandering about in some kind of stupor trying to find themselves, trying to find the meaning of life trying to figure out what this is all about. Well, God didn't make you or me, any of us, for any utilitarian reason. God didn't make you to crush rocks in his quarry. He didn't make you because he was lonely. He made you, and you exist for one reason. And you will find the fullness of your being in one thing, and that is to be his delight and for you to delight in him. You exist as an outpouring of his ecstatic love. And all he wants from you, all he wants from you is that you would experience this glorious life and love to the fullest. That is his joy. You are his delight. And that is your joy. The whole creation is summed up in this one word to the Blessed Virgin. The gospel, the whole gospel is revealed in this word, rejoice. The meaning of everything that exists is declared by the angel Gabriel when he says to the virgin and when he says to us through her, rejoice. This greeting is, by the way, not some uh, trite or formulaic greeting. The word that St. Luke uses in his gospel is found four times in the Greek Old Testament. And in each of those four instances, the word is used to announce the coming messianic joy. It's used by the prophet Joel in the second chapter when we read about the outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost changing us. It's used by Zechariah when he says in chapter 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon the colt the foal of an ass. It's also used, very importantly, by Zephaniah in his messianic prophecy in chapter 3 where he says, Sing, O daughter of Zion. And Mary is that daughter of Zion as well as the church. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all the heart. 
O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord hath taken away thy judgments. He hath cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil any more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thine hands be slack. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, at that time I will undo all that afflict thee, and I will save her that halteth, and gather her that was driven out, and I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among the people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. That is what the angel is announcing. He is announcing this prophecy to the Blessed Virgin. That God will rejoice over her and over us with joy. He will destroy our enemies. The sadness of over. The joy has come. And this is God's ultimate promise to his people. It is fulfilled in his church in the kingdom of God. And it is fulfilled in this young virgin. Who is the mirror and the image of the church. She was chosen and prepared. She was filled with grace to receive God into her very person. To become the temple, the ark of God. Because of her purity of heart, her obedience, her total gift of herself. Likewise, the church, you and I, we are to be the temple of God. The bride of Christ, his very body. We are to imitate her in every way. And so the angel begins his message, rejoice. For you are highly favored, he continues. You are highly favored with grace. You are full of grace, another translation says. The same root word again here for grace. The outpouring of God's very life upon you, which is none other than the fullness of joy. Rejoice thou who are highly highly favored with grace. And then he says, why? For the Lord is with you. Rejoice thou who are highly favored with grace. For the Lord is with you. That is the message of God to the Blessed Virgin Mary. But it is his message to all mankind who turns to him in love and trust and obedience. To those who imitate her in her indifference, which is simple trust. No qualifications. Unqualified trust and obedience. Our enemies will be no more. Death is no more for us. Despair and hopelessness is over. Joy has come into the world because God has been made man. And he has given himself to us unreservedly. You know the first creation. Adam and the woman and the heavens and the earth and all they contain. This was all just a setup. A type, a shadow. We are now in the true creation. The lasting creation. The eternal creation of glory. This new creation It's the one God had planned all along. It's not plan B. It's plan A. The first was a shadow. But the shadows have given way to the eternal and true light that we have seen in the transfigured Jesus Christ. He who is the condescended God in flesh. 
enfleshed in the womb of this virgin girl, while she sat alone in her house on the side street of this insignificant little village, among an inconsequential people, in a dark and corrupt world of men who forgot about their Creator, who did not love Him, who rebelled against Him. And yet He never stopped loving us. We never stopped being His delight and His joy. Even though we had forgotten Him, He had not forgotten us. Even though we rebelled, even though we cast ourselves into darkness, our darkness and our rebellion was not incapable of destroying God's love for us. It is time for us, with the coming of the Savior, it is time for us to soar into the heavens. It is time for us to go to the top of the mountain, into that fiery cloud that comes down out of heaven. And to do this, to do this, it's very simple. All we have to do is say with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Yes, Lord. Yes. That's all we have to do is say yes with our whole lives. Let it be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.